0: gentlemen i am your host blake ruffino this is are you serious sports we hope that you guys are making it a good one we know that we are as well huge show in store for you tonight tigers win tigers win as they sweep alabama friday night eight runs zach i know it was your birthday week so Happy birthday to you. Everybody in the chat tell Zach happy birthday, by the way. But Zach, I know you weren't here on Friday night when we did our, our Friday night show. Everybody in the chat was saying LSU was a horrible offensive team. What in the Rudy Pooh? As LSU scores eight runs on Friday, twelve runs on Saturday. And 13 runs on 10 hits on Sunday. The Tigers improve to 15 and five in the SEC, 35 and eight overall. 33 runs in three games on 28 hits and 32 RBIs. We'll break all of that down here tonight. Massive news, Zachy. Massive news. Nussmeier's staying. What? Garrett Nussmeyer is staying. If you missed it, uh, Shea Dixon from On3 reporting that Garrett Nussmeyer advised him that he is staying at LSU. We'll touch on that as well as LSU is has formally announced the hiring of Jimmy Lindsay as their next D-line coach. We will talk about that As well, and we'll speak a lot of it, too, with Carter, the power, Bryant, who joins us every single Monday at 730 to talk some all all LSU uh, athletics. Also, the NFL draft was this past weekend. We'll break it down uh, from an LSU perspective. And my God, did Ed Orgeron really screw LSU in 2020 and 2021 when you look through this draft? Think about this for just a second. Think about this for just a second. Eric Gilbert, Eli Ricks, Kayshawn Bouti, Jaqueline Roy, Phillip Weld, Jordan Toles headlined the LSU class in 2020. However, Eli Ricks went undrafted. Eric Gilbert's on his 972nd school Keishon Booty falling to the sixth round and Jaqueline Roy, the best of all of them, but none better than B. Joe Jolori, who was in that class. So we'll break all that down. What does it mean for LSU? And just what does it mean about this upcoming season for the Tigers, since it shows that they have a lot of pieces returning? We will go around your SEC is a massive weekend in the SEC from baseball's perspective And if we have some time at the end, we will talk about some SEC football. Baby, it's May. It is May. You know, I don't always like April, but just like Justin Timberlake has said one time, it's going to be (laughs) May. All right, complete bad dad joke. Matt Guidry, Kenny, Mike. Blaine, Penn Jones, Father Abear, Holden Lee, L.A. Farm Girl, uh, Clyde, Kenny again, Chris, everybody giving Zach a, my mother, Roderick, Peter, Todd, all wishing producer Zach a happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. How old are you? Twenty six. Boo! I'd already fought in seven world wars by the time you were twenty. By, by the time I was twenty six. Anyway, all right, a couple more. Uh, Rodney says, hi Blake. How is your favorite sports guy? How is my favorite sports guy? We are doing good. We are doing good. Ryan J. Williams. From the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Says, AYS meeting at the PAT tomorrow. Yes, we will not be live, Zachy, tomorrow as we are going to the Southeastern Louisiana Lions versus LSU. I have to be neutral? I can't even cheer for either team? This hurts me. It hurts me a lot. Nevertheless, yes, I will be. We will be there with my family, and Ryan will be there as well. Looking forward to LSU and Southeastern tomorrow. Uh, Southeastern broke a record the last time the Tigers were were in Hammond. Thirty seven hundred people were in attendance for that game. I expect the same tomorrow. D- Dontrell Thompson says, "I remember when I was twenty six. Yep, I had I had a brand new truck and a pack of cigarettes." And a a, a carton of Miller Lott. Singing way down yonder on the Chattahoochee. Gastly Gamer, we got to talk, buddy. We got to talk. You came in this show on Friday and said LSU wasn't doing good offensively. What? Anyway, uh Stephen Young, who played for the san francisco 49ers in the two, uh, in the 1990s and early 2000s, says, "I don't care if we lose every remaining midweek game as long as we keep sweeping those conference games. Yeah, I don't think you want to do that, meaning you want to sweep the conference games. I don't think I don't think you want to continue to lose every midweek game, which you don't have that many more." Who, Penn Jones, says, no, Blake, it was only two or three non-baseball educated people. (laughs) Uneducated people, it's true. He's not not lying. Uh, Andrew Paulson Martin says, 3,700 sounds awfully close to Tennessee there. True. True. No, it was 37 and some change. 3,700 and some change of how many people uh, were there. Brian Viator says, I was 26 in 1980. 9. Wow. 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 Thank you for joining us, Brian. Uh, Ryan on YouTube says, 26, I had a new house and a truck with a job and mad stacks of fat cash. No, you didn't. I don't believe you. (laughs) All right, we got a lot to talk about. We got some baseball and football to talk about. As we mentioned, LSU has announced uh, Lindsay, Coach Lindsay, uh, uh, Jimmy Lindsay, excuse me, will, will break down some LSU baseball. So we got a lot to get into. So let's get any, uh, into that uh, a, as well. Everybody, do us a favor, though, by hitting the like and share, share to all of those Facebook groups, share to all of those social media pages. If you're listening to us on YouTube, like, subscribe, and notification bell. Wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe as well. And if you're listening to us on Series 6M, tune in wherever you listen to podcasts, wherever you listen to radio, go into Believe Sports or just subscribe to our, subscribe to AYA Sports on Apple, Spotify as well. All right, Joe, uh, I almost called you Joe. All right, Zachy, let's get to our first break, guys. We're back very soon. We got a lot to talk about. So let's talk about some LSU baseball and LSU football. Don't turn that dial. We're back next. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code Believe50, that's Believe50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0 to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Vardo and Sons. Tell them you're good friend, play. Blake Sit you on by. We're We're back! back. (laughs) Unlike Texas, but Texas did have their first first round pick in the draft in a very long time. Congratulations. You actually had a player that was worth a damn. All right. Let's get this thing rolling, y'all. Let's get this thing rolling, y'all. Did you see... Uh, today, Dylan Cruz, for the third time this season, was named the SEC Player of the Week. Sunday, look, we're going to talk about Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, but Sunday, you got to give it up for Dylan Cruz, man. Home run, two for three, three RBIs, two walks. Look, I know we're going to spend a lot of time on this pitching staff in just a minute. I get that. But I want to start off this show by saying, LSU is 35-8, and y'all. They're 15-5. and I told you on this show a week ago today, I will continue to say this when you have teams and we break them down. The one hobby I actually do have during a word I don't like to use during non-playing portions of the season in football called the offseason is... I really love watching college baseball. As Lynn Rollins so perfectly put, uh, Sunday, from a statistical standpoint, outside of home runs, Alabama's the best hitting team in the SEC from a batting average perspective. They hit the ball a lot. They are second in the league in hits behind only LSU. They're really good. They are really, really good. Really good. Doesn't excuse what you've done, though, however, when it comes to all the runs that you've given up, but there's one thing that I want to talk about. Like we just mentioned earlier. On Friday, LSU scored eight runs on eight hits, twelve runs on ten hits, eleven of eleven of those runs came on RBIs. Dylan Cruz would go two of three as we just mentioned, but LSU would score thirteen runs on Sunday on 10 hits, all of those runs coming via the RBI. Not only that, and LSU had nine walks in that game, hitting over 300 against a really good Bama team. 33 runs in three games, averaging 11 runs per game, 28 hits, 32 total RBI. So let's talk about the good and the bad. Let's start with the good first. The good that I saw, and look, What we'll go unnoticed, we won't talk about Paul Skins because he's been doing it all year. I I wanted to throw out Dylan Cruz and how great that he's been. But, man, what about Thatcher Hurd? Thatcher Hurd, and I I tweeted this last Tuesday, and uh, I forget who who said something to us on Twitter. I think it was Glenn West from Go247. But Thatcher Hurd, had switched his entire process at going at the plate to not going in the wide up, going straight from the stretch, and it's worked. Guys, he looked phenomenal. Another guy that looked really good. He had to, he's got to work on some of the walks. Javon Coleman, two winnings, six strikeouts, looked much better than his outing against Old Miss. Alton Davis Jr. The Alabama lefty had not given up a run in the SEC, an earned run in the SEC all year. The se- the first bat- or second batter he faced was a guy by the name of Hayden Travinsky. On 0-2 count, Hayden Travinsky would blast one. That baby is deep. You can pucker up and kiss that baby goodbye. As Hayden Travinsky continues to show up and show out when he gets His spot starts. Also, a lot of people are asking the question, Zach, I don't know if you saw this yesterday, but people were arguing with me about Bear Jones. Who Bear Jones? Starting at first base. Guys, Bear Jones, I get it defensively. And we'll get to this about some of the bad things in just a minute. Bear Jones had a massive weekend. He hit two long balls, five RBIs, and one he hit on Sunday, went 403 feet in the deepest part of the park. Hitting is not an issue. Scoring runs hasn't been an issue. Hell, when you got runners and bases loaded and you got Cade Beloso coming up to the plate, that can butt and score you a run to give you a little bit more insurance. And then you got a guy by the name of Tommy Tanks who might be the best opposite field hitter going oppo taco that I maybe have ever seen with power. You're just so good at the plate. You'll continue. The bats are getting hot. They're staying hot. LSU looks good. Here's the not-go so good, though. Here's the not-so-good. One step forward, two steps back for Ty Floyd. Because he got rocked on Saturday. And I know, I know that you be, you are in a situation where you don't know what LSU really has on the mound. I mean, you have an idea. But what Ty Floyd is going to show up? Well, the, as Eminem once said, will the real Ty Floyd please stand up? He got rocked on Saturday. Now, the one thing that I am going to give him a little bit of a break on the guy behind the plate wasn't that great. You might remember Brad Bro, Brad Bohannon got tossed on a call that he argued, which was idiotic. But nevertheless, Ty Floyd got squeezed, and he also got rocked. LSU made a pair of errors, and this comes in spurts for the Tigers, but Tommy Tanks made an error. Trey Morgan made two errors, and one of those errors came when he missed a pop fly with the bases loaded, and Jordan Thompson made a very errant throw to Jared Jones. Those are the key takeaways. Some of those things with Trey Morgan. Guys, Trey Morgan's going to play left. Trey Morgan's going to play left. And when Bear Jones has the potential to hit 20 home runs in a season, I I think you might want to just be quiet for just a second. LSU just hits at a high clip. It's kind of a little bit of a give and take. You know, it's almost kind of the polar opposite, I feel like, from Paul Maneri's teams. Great pitching, great defense. Now, yes, good starting pitcher in Paul Skins bullpen gets a little rocked. You don't really have a number two that you can start on a Saturday. I mean, Ty Floyd's okay, and he's been okay. He's, he's done some good things, but he's been kind of suspect at times. We'll have to sit and watch that. But the bullpen and Gavin Gidry and Nate Ackenhausen, I'm going to give Nate Ackenhausen a complete break because this is the first time that he is really coming back and, and, and doing some good things. Uh, and being able to be on the mound with that hamstring injury. But Thatcher Hurd and Riley Cooper. I know Riley Cooper gave up a home run, but Riley Cooper, Thatcher Hurd, didn't look too bad, man. Didn't look too bad. Guys, you've won seven straight games in the SEC. You got what, Zach, I I, I think, tw- uh, three, nine. SEC games left, Auburn, Georgia and who else? I think we have all we have Auburn this week, but Auburn and Georgia and, and somebody. Um, well I, I forget who the third opponent is slipping uh my mind. Uh, Mississippi State, that's right. Thank you. Guys, you could continue to win more and more of these. You you had a chance. Now, I think you're going to slip in one of these SEC games. Don't, don't get that twisted. You could slip this weekend. Look what Auburn just did in South Carolina. We'll talk about that later tonight. And you could win all those games. You could sweep all those series. Mississippi State just fired their pitching coach today. As we sit here, that we talked about all this, the runs, the good, the bad. Here's what the biggest takeaway is for me. Of this weekend. It, it Without questions the most. The biggest. You can't b- deny it. It, it, it. it Literally if you had to sum up the weekend. Is what you have to come away with. There's no lead. That a team can have. In the country. That is safe. When LSU is right at the plate. Twice this weekend. LSU had a run deficit. Of 5-4-3-2 and won. The following inning, they came back and overtook in every single one of those innings, but one, And then they got within a run when they were down five runs on Saturday. I just don't think, I, you know, I, I think Matt Trent says it the best. Am I worried about LSU on the mound? Yes, but I'm not ready to hit the panic button. I'm kind of hovering over it. If is going to hit like that, Yeah, I mean, it's going to be – you're going to do a lot of good things. The only problem, though, is when you don't have those guys at the plate and they all have an off day, what are you going to be able to do on the mound? And I just do think that that's a worry for me. Now, I like these three comments right here. One from Father Hebert who says, the opposite field hitting makes me so happy Uh, out of Morgan, Cruz, Tanks, Beloso, Jones, Joe Bear – uh, hits it where it's pitched, his average is jump up 100. And here was my second part. So to go off of Father Bear, I've said this every single week for the past five weeks in a row. Alex, Malazzo deserve, or Alex Malazzo's career is a microcosm of what Jay Johnson has meant to players around LSU and Baton Rouge. Gosh, he hit below 200 every single year, and now that Jay Johnson's here, look what he's doing at the plate. Look what Alex Malazzo's doing at the plate. He's killing it. He's killing it. Jay should and could collect half of that signing bonus that Alex Malazzo may even get this summer. You have an interesting game tomorrow against Southeastern, my alma mater. I'm not rooting against LSU. I don't care that I played there. I don't care that I graduated there. It is going to be a cold day and H-E double hockey sticks that I cheer against LSU. You go to Auburn this weekend. You go up to the Plains. We're not going to break down Auburn today. But let me just tell you this. That team is a runaway, one runaway from sweeping, sweeping South Carolina. They are one win away from sweeping South Carolina. You want to continue to prove that you're the best? Go out there. And continue to prove it. Last thing about about baseball, then I'm going to get to Garrett Meyer and football. The last thing here, I really like that Kling Kong is back. Kling hit a ball yesterday that hasn't landed yet. Maybe. Now that the talented freshman is back in this lineup and getting some rotational piece in, maybe he will start turning it around. All right. Before we get to Carter Power Bryant, I want to transition very quickly. Uh, we are going to talk about the portal, okay? I'm going to give you my thoughts about the portal. That's one thing that I forgot here. As Brian Kelly is going portal hunting round two. want to say this, though. If you missed it today, Shea Dixon of On3. Yeah, On3. He's not at um, 247 any longer. But Shea Dixon from On3 reported today that he had talked with Garrett Nussmeyer and that Garrett Nussmeyer will not be entering the transfer portal and that he will be staying at LSU for this season and and going forward because it's the biggest news of the day. It is the – Garrett Nossmeyer staying is arguably the biggest news uh, that LSU has gotten all offseason. More than Jane Daniels returning to—maybe not more than Jane Daniels returning, but you needed Garrett to stay in reference to you having stability at that position. Ever since Jane said he was coming back, it definitely is the biggest news that you've gotten. More than any recruit, him staying is a big thing. You know what else is a massive thing? It is the first time since the portal has opened. I went and looked at this today, and I it took me a long time to dig, but it's it, it, it came to fruition. Did you know in fall and spring semesters, it is the first time since the transfer portal has opened up windows that LSU has not had somebody enter the transfer portal what does this tell me about everything that's going on around LSU football number one I did not and I've said this religiously it's not a knock on Garrett Nussmeyer I did not believe that Garrett Nussmeyer was ready to start last season that's why you need to start Jane Daniels. And it's why Brian Kelly has been adamant that Jane Daniels will be your starting quarterback moving forward. He's got the experience. He's gotten better. Can he win the SEC West last year? Can he win the SEC outright this year? Can he lead you to the playoffs? All of that stuff. Garrett wasn't ready to start last year. And I think if he was being truthful with you, he would tell you the same thing. But a miraculous thing happened, though. And something that in today's society, we don't really see a whole lot of. A quarterback staying at a place that he actually loves. You know, I was under the assumption that guys like Jack Besh and Walker Howard were those guys, but they didn't come to fruition either. It's been Garrett Nussmeyer, the guy that everybody thought would be the quarterback that would transfer is the one that's actually staying. Are we going to see a situation? We'll talk about this with Carter Bryant when he comes on. Are we going to see a situation like we saw in the bowl game, two series for Jaden, one series for Garrett? Why do that? Has Garrett been told something that we don't know? But now that you have LSU not having players enter the portal, that is the biggest news of the day, too. You have two massive news drops on the same day. Guys, do you understand when you have LSU, when you have, uh, I mean, when you have Alabama, when you have Georgia, and you have all these teams losing players to the portal, and you don't? That's a massive buy-in by a team that, which all the coaches and players, if you talk to any of them, believe that they have more than the potential, but the capability of winning a national title. The buy-in has never been bigger for Brian Kelly. And it's crazy from where LSU has come under Brian Kelly with family and 30-something scholarship players to now your backup quarterback who only throws for 200-plus yards and a half versus Georgia and multiple touchdowns. It's coming back, and it's going to be your starting quarterback for the foreseeable upcoming Futures 2024. Interesting about that, the first year of expanded playoff. I'm telling you, man, I'm hyped up. And the last thing about this, I I will go about on about this later because we have Carter coming on. But if after the show, if you want to read something very interesting, go to 247, Recruiting Rankings, and click in the year 2020. Eric Gilbert, Eli Ricks, Kayshawn Bouti, Jaquelin Roy, Phillip Webb, Jordan Tolles. Jacoby and Guillory, Antoine Sampa, Marcus Dumerville, Max Johnson, Eric Taylor, Dwight McLaughlin, Coy Moore, Marlon Martinez, Alex Adams, Cole Taylor, Ali Gay, Xavier Hill, TJ Finley. I left one of them out. The only one that really hit so far in that in that class was BJ O'Jellari. And how many players uh, out of that 2020 class have already transferred? Why aren't the players doing it now? You go to the 2021 class. These are the players that already left. Derek Davis, Deion Smith, Landon Jackson, Corey Connor, Demarius McGee, Xavier Carter, Jack Bash, Bug Strong, Jalen Sheed, Pick Cage, and Trey Bradford. When there's not buy-in, there isn't buy in. But when there is, it's when you could win a national title. All right. Let's go to our quick break. Let's talk about our, our good buddy over our Carol Falls over at State Farm. Carter the Power Bryant joins us next. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Falls and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. We're back! What's bigger? Your ego or Garrett Nussmeyer staying? (laughs) <laughs> carter uh, the
1: power Bryant joining his buddy good evening how are you doing Hey, i'll say this anybody that does youtube or radio or anything we're has all an nar ego.
0: you got a little narcissism in you you.
1: you you gotta have it you gotta have a i'm him type of mentality to survive on social media but you're right i mean the biggest news blake is garrett nutsmeyer staying um, and, and you know what's crazy, Carter, to grudely interrupt
0: you very quickly, you know what's no, so ahead. wild about that? Is LSU literally formally announced their defensive line coach staying, and it's not bigger than Garrett Nussmeyer staying around LSU. How wild is that?
1: It's wild, but it's also just true. I mean, look, you're only as good as your backup quarterback, especially if your starter goes down. Now, one of Jaden's best traits has been his durability. And he has dispelled a notion that if you run a lot, you're automatically going to get hurt. So you do give Jaden a lot of credit for that. But Garrett gives you a different type of skill set, as you were mentioning a minute ago. And he just gives you playable depth at the game's most important position. And there are other schools, not only in the SEC, but throughout college football, They don't even have a guy that they feel good as their starter. Alabama. Alabama being one of those schools. And it is very fascinating that LSU's quarterback picture is also clear. What's very interesting is this is the longest it's been in an LSU offseason where the number one and the number two was clear. It was actually you know, previous 2019 LSU, that was the last time where it was crystal clear who the starter was and who the backup was. And that provides unity in the locker room, right? And you know what's so crazy about that? Did you see the Garrett
0: Nussmeyer mic'd up on the LSU release? Yeah. Yeah. You know what the biggest thing in all of that for me was? It wasn't the throws. It wasn't the checks. It wasn't any of that. It was the very last two seconds of that video when Jane Daniels and Garrett Nussmeyer are literally doing their own handshake and embracing one another when Garrett rifles in that touchdown to Brian Thomas Jr. at the spring game. That just goes to show you the buy-in, Carter, that this – look, I don't want to overreact because I've done – you know, I, I've done it before. I've been right in over the overreaction – I've been wrong in the overreaction. I got to tell you, buddy, I don't – I just – it's a different feel. It's a different feel right now than I think that people anticipate. Because, Carter, there could be a potential where you might have a two-quarterback system that plays at a high level, right? Like, you could have that. You could have Chris Leak-Tebow and be like, hey, bro,
1: you just have two dudes. It could be like that. And, you know, I, I'm lucky to to know someone in the NUS orbit, and they always said that this guy wanted to make a work at LSU, and he didn't want to transfer. And even though he's not really done anything on the field outside of one really spectacular second half versus Georgia, he has shown you flashes, but he's also shown you resilience, right? There probably were times where – People surrounding Garrett Nussmeyer said, hey, you probably should pack your bags and go. Um, maybe people that were on the fringe of the Nussmeier orbit. It was interesting. Um, this past weekend, I got to spend a lot of time with Jare Jenkins. and I saw one that. Go catch did, that
0: interview if you haven't already.
1: Yeah, yeah. One thing he revealed to me was how much pressure he had to transfer. And he was very upfront about it. He said that there was people that were telling him, hey, you got to go. Uh, People that say, hey, you're in there with Jamar and Terrace, go. Hey, you're in there now with Kayshawn, go. You're in there now with Jack Besh, go, and he stayed. And there's something to be said about that. Now, some kids do need to go. Some kids need to go try and make it work somewhere else. But if you get a taste of success at a school like LSU – there's something about playing at a school where you know you're going to have great surrounding talent, you know you're going to have great resources, you know the facility, you know everyone surrounding you. Um, it it normally works out for a lot of people that wait it out. And because I get Garrett- because you
0: say that. Look at Eli Ricks this weekend. He went from a top uh, a top ten lock to not getting drafted at all.
1: And look, it's different strokes for different folks. Like. You know, Trey Palmer uh, boosted his stock going somewhere else. He drastically, it. yeah. So it, it's it's different for different people. I'm not saying it's a one size fit all. You need to be like Jure, because Jaree is honestly built different mentally than most people. Um, for some for some people, you do need to go somewhere else and mm. and and get a fresh start. But I, I was just constantly told Garrett is going to stay. And and what is very interesting is. When Walker Howard got to LSU, and I bring him up for this reason, everyone was predicting that Garrett Nussmeyer was going to go, especially right. after Miles Brennan came back. Right. And, you know, when you're young and you're a quarterback, it's a very mental thing. You're the son of a, a a quarterback coach. You know you have connections throughout the country, and you can go somewhere where you can play right away. Everyone, every, I mean, all the outside noise was pointing towards Garrett Nussmeyer, not – ever really playing or ever seeing a potential where he is the guy in 2024. Now he might get some opportunity in 2023. So I give a lot of credit to that young man for sticking it out. And LSU fans uh, should do the same for him.
0: The second biggest thing. Okay. And we only got to topic one. I only got three topics for you tonight. The biggest thing, second biggest thing. Carter, nobody entered the portal. Yeah. I mean, call me crazy. You know, as Britney Spears once said, they call me crazy. They just can't see. Well, everybody can see she's crazy now. Nobody has entered the transfer portal this spring, and the window's closed. I don't think, look, that man, I mean, listen to this. I, I said this before you came on. Listen to this. Listen to this. Of the 2020 and 2021 class, Eric Gilbert, Eli Ricks, uh, Philip Welb, Jordan Tolls, Antoine Sampa, Marcus Dumaville, Mark, uh, Max Johnson, Eric Taylor, Dwight McLaughlin, Coy Moore, Alex Adams, Cole, Cole Taylor, Ali Gay, who just left, Xavier Hill, TJ Finley. 2021 class, Derek Davis, Deion Smith, Landon Jackson, Corey Connor, Demarius McGee, Xavier Carter, Jack Besh, Bug Strong, Jalen She, Big K, Stray Bradford. All gone. And now you have, it's quiet like a church mouse.
1: Huh?
0: LSU football is quieter than a church mouse.
1: It's wild. It's wild. And it shows you that the transfer portal was a great rule change for LSU. And I'm telling there's something about the brand. And I think, you know, obviously, that's bled over into other sports, maybe even more so than than football. Obviously, I think a lot of you know what those sports are. But there's something about playing for those three letters, like Kim Mulkey said, you know. And, you know, now, anytime a Louisiana kid hits the portal, it's going to LSU. And it it LSU might not have even made back channel contact. It's if a if anybody with Louisiana heritage, if someone that's next door neighbor's cousin graduated from uh Neville, he is transferring to LSU. Huh? 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 I'm gonna mention to after fed. you get
0: off what I heard about Keon Coleman and Logan Diggs. But if you haven't already, go to AYSSnetwork.com and, and figure that out. But you're right. I mean, look, they could go portal hunting again. And let me tell you right now, I heard people saying, this is the biggest thing when Keon Coleman went to the portal. This, I know people don't watch college football the way that we do. They said, Blake, he can't play in that room. She. No. Uh, she. He's a good... – a...
1: she. He's good. No, he's a, good no, he's a
0: starter. Let, let's call what he probably would be. Am I wrong? No. You, you're I mean, try, you, no, it, you're trying to be safe to back guard so you won't be wrong in the future just in case. No, Am no, I no, wrong? I, Am I, I wrong?
1: I – I. it just depends. If you're starting 11 personnel, I would still – He would
0: start. play over BTJ right now and you know it. No. He, uh-huh. but, Carter, don't, he don't has more catches against Ohio State almost than what your boy BTJ has in his career.
1: Yeah, and there's more to being a receiver than just that. I, I get that,
0: but don't act like he's coming in here and he's broody, boo.
1: No, he's really good. He's really good.
0: He's playing also, the X day. He, he could play I, the X I, day I, one. I, am I wrong?
1: You know this. I know this. I am – always open to being objective about every player. I don't know anyone close to BTJ. I don't. I've never spoken to BTJ before. But Carter. Carter. He is good. Brian Thomas Jr. On deserves, what 36
0: total career catches?
1: That's because he's in a more crowded wide receiver room.
0: That's horse. That it, Carter, that's Michigan horse State shit. Had,
1: had, that's had horse shit. It.
0: That's horse shit when you were second in the team in drops. That's horse shit now.
1: Did he have some drops? Absolutely. All but right. I will also say this: BTJ's spring game was very good. I agree. Also, He's gonna. He can also, really turn it up. We've also seen some really good yak ability from him. Agreed. We've also seen some really good blocking down the field. Now, that block thing.
0: that he had against Alabama, legendary.
1: Legendary, and it wasn't just that block. He, he became a more complete football player this year. Yeah, he got a now, little
0: nasty in the running game. You like to see it, anyway.
1: Yeah, but. I will agree with you that Keon Coleman has a little bit more alpha in him. I'd agree with you on that. Keon Coleman took over more portions of games than BTJ has up to this point in their career. Let's
0: keep BTJ in it. He would start at the X. Don't put a player on it.
1: Yeah. So it would then come down to if you think Keon Coleman is way better than all the other options that have been in the room and – I would venture off to say yes. So I had to think about it. I do think he would The only guy that
0: he does not come in here and start over is Malik.
1: No, I agree. I agree. Right. My my point, though, would be obviously when it comes to starters, it's going to come down to if LSU wants to run more 12. I think they are going to base mostly out of 11. And I think if Keon Coleman came in, he would have a good opportunity to be a starter. Now – it would be very hard. It is a loaded wide receiver room. But the one thing he would have over everybody else in the receiver room is he is proven. So I would I would agree with you that he would start. And that would also give Malik a little more freedom to play the slot, which I think he was very effective out of uh, this past I don't year think Malik's so. playing the slot. Yeah, I don't think so either. But you can put him there a little bit more um this year and the one thing i like about malik neighbors being in the slot is he and Jaden have more chemistry agree and Jaden um will avoid the middle of the field because he's turnover at first well so the reason
0: would... I, so i talked to somebody today about this you know what what jane's let me let me let me be careful on how i say this Do you know why Jaden uh didn't throw it down the field as much as he wanted to Let's hear. It. They led the country in drops in the middle of the field, in between the hash marks.
1: Okay.
0: I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. And you know, and you know what I'm talking about. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. So no, okay. They,
1: no, they, they they did have drops there, especially early. In
0: the Carter season. name name some. I mean, the only boundary coin, the only boundary drop I remember was Auburn BTJ when Garrett threw it to him
1: no no there, there were some there were some bad drops over the middle some of them were late and a little bit behind him so it wasn't the most catchable ball if I'm being fair but they there were also some in there that it wasn't the best throw but you also need to catch it to move the does Justin Jefferson
0: live. make that catch
1: well he's does Keon hard-
0: Coleman make that catch I don't know Does Malik neighbors you know how I know Malik does because we've seen it. All right. Uh, yeah. Logan Diggs, also a guy that some people are talking about. Yeah. Um, do you think that that's a telltale sign about something about John Emery?
1: It could be. I'm mean, I, You know, every time you bring up John Emery discourse, it gets crazy. I've had the most – I'm visceral... not going to
0: reply. I just want your opinion.
1: Yeah, okay. So uh, – you know, every time I every time you say something about John Emery, your your DMs will fill up. So, I'm not going to say anything else. I hope he's a part of the team next year. He did some good things for us last year. Logan Diggs is a very complete running back. He is a very good running back in all facets of the game, and he knows Brian Kelly. He's playing for the home state school. I was very impressed. I did a 20-minute video on Logan Diggs, did a deep, detailed film study of what I like and some things that need some work. But where I really liked him, Blake, was pass protection. Right. Uh, He had some really good pass protection reps, um, and that is very key for what LSU is going to want to do, especially if you want Jaden to become a better passer uh, next season. So obviously Logan proved to me they can catch out of the backfield. He proved to me that he can run between the tackles proved to me he could pass protect when I watch him uh it's not anything extraordinary so when you put him on don't think that you know he's the next he's second coming or he's a he's a Heisen contender he has a lot of tdp in him right he is a very solid back um and I think he would bolster this running back room especially a running back room that has a lot of injury issues so Um, I've been very adamant and pro Josh Williams. Uh, I really like him a lot. The locker room really likes him a lot. I think that adds value. Uh, He was also a member of the 2019 LSU team. So I think, you know, having some of that championship pedigree does mean something. Um, And I, I like him a lot. I like Caleb Jackson a lot. I know you like him as much as I do. Um, And Trey Holly had uh, some real good flashes in the spring game. Just throughout spring, you would hear it, but It's high as you can be about anybody in that room, it is good to have somebody reliable who's been mostly healthy throughout his career and, once again, who can be really good in the passing game, and that would go a long way for LSU. Two things
0: for me on Logan Diggs if he does decide LSU this week. Number one, he had 10 catches for 211 yards, 20-plus yards per catch. That's number one. I think the biggest thing for me when I would watch Logan Diggs, I always used to ask myself, why isn't he getting the ball more? Carter, he played 175 plays a season ago. He had over 1,000 yards from scrimmage. He averaged about six yards per touch. That's not bad at all, especially for a back that you want to be reliable with and play that many steps as a rotational piece. All right, Carter, last one uh, for you. Have we talked about Tyler Buckner? I no, it's good. Okay, so I, we had not talked about Tyler Buckner heading over to Alabama.
1: The Gumps. Thoughts? Yeah, so obviously he was hurt last year. He got hurt during the Marshall game and came back for the South Carolina game. Threw three picks in that game, one of which was deflected in return for a tutty. Uh, but he had some breathtaking throws in that game as well. Overall, though, it is very weird. It is a very weird move. Uh, you do begin to wonder some about Nick, um, and you do begin to wonder if BK's in his head a little bit, right? Um, I I I think some of that is there. Nick Saban, if you've listened and read interviews, losses stick with him, bad. Like he did, they they just do. They do for everybody, and you
0: know what? Especially ones like when he got beat by Georgia,
1: and like ones that happened in Tiger Stadium. Where I
0: agree with that one too.
1: Let let's. But you had already honest. talked
0: about that one, so I was just.
1: Yeah, exactly. You're just adding to it. Um, Nick made some coaching errors in that game versus LSU. I uh, made a few of them. Um, Name them.
0: Can- Name a couple.
1: Well, the two-point conversion try to go up five instead of to go up four. The way that game would have played out, um, Bryce Young, I get it
0: because he can kick a field goal if LSU goes up by eight. Like, I, I mean, I, I get right. that. I, I get that.
1: So, so I I, I can kind of get that logic, but I also – I just think you kick the extra point in that, that. And I'm an aggressive guy. I don't mind going for two. I really don't. But you you would have had the game-winning field goal to win it. I also think there were a few defensive things he could have done um, once Jaden started ripping him to shreds. And still, I think for me, Nick, I think is behind in some of his fourth down decision-making. And I also think, um, I, I mean, obviously they recruited nine five stars that arguably was the most he's ever had in one recruiting class. The overall roster talent is still really good, but We've had two consecutive years where their offensive line has been a mess. Um, two consecutive years where they had no skill guys really out of Latu, who is decent, and uh, Jamison Williams two years ago. Um, you know, that team has been lifted by Bryce Young. You could just see it. And I think, you know, for me, they everyone brings up with Nick, hey, yeah, I think he only lost two games by a total of four points, final plays of the game kind of BS but at the same time, there was a lot of close games that they were lucky to win. Texas, Ole Miss. Um, there's another one that I'm texting him. Right. So I do think he's feeling a little bit of the pressure that the rest of the SEC's coaching has gotten better. Now, does he still have one of the most talented teams in America? He does. Does he still have Ja'Quincy, kool A. McKintry? Yes. Does he still have? uh, He's about to
0: start a true freshman running back and a true freshman left tackle too.
1: And his answer to all of this Carter
0: is Tyler Buckner and Tommy Reese. It's
1: weird. It's very weird. And what does he
0: know? What does he know that we don't? Is, Is there anything that he knows that we don't?
1: I just think that they should start Milrow and just live with the results. I, I, that's what I would do. Um, Ty Simpson's
0: not ready, buddy. I I mean, I hate to say that, but up here in his noggin, he's not ready. Carter, he threw the only zone coverage, a cover two. A cover two. What is predicated to covering up the middle of the field. Predicated. He's throwing in the middle of the field on the cover two. It's exactly what Tampa two
1: has been created for. Well, oh, Tampa too, yeah. Well, I will say this. I will say this. I got some inside information here. Did you know Nick Saban is going... He is running the triple option with Jalen Milrow. Bucket.
0: Bucket. Book, it! Book it! Bye-bye! Are you uh, wasted
1: a sound button uh, on that? Uh, uh, uh. No, I, I wasted it because a few a few weeks ago i didn't get my he's back when you had the feeling guy I i don't
0: call zach just the feeling guy it's his birthday guy. and all he wants for his birthday is a big booty hoe. like his name it, is two chains it, it's, it's his
1: birthday today
0: uh it was like friday saturday sunday monday tuesday what, is wednesday produce,
1: is Zach producing tonight
0: he is producing
1: I like it, man. Get you that big booty gardening tool, baby. Go on ahead. Do your thing. Sunday. Let's go. Did you just call a home a gardening tool? Isn't that what it is? We got to keep it PG-13 for all the, Carter, the AYS. Carter, you have mission. not noticed.
0: By the way, we're going on TV. Big announcement was made last week. But uh, Roku and all that kind of stuff, so the cursing's got to stop. But
1: Yeah. Got to keep a family friendly well,
0: man. Well, let's go TV 14, so we can say two curse words.
1: So, so you're going on Roku. What? 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 So so we're going to be able to st- – worldwide. Well, you're already worldwide on YouTube.
0: Uh, call me Will Ferrell because I'm going prestige worldwide. All
1: right, buddy. <laughs> oh, my God. All right.
0: See you. <laughs> See you next See week. That is Carter the Power Bryant. So, my good friends over the Drake Williams Law Firm, DrakeWilliamsLawFirm.com. We return very soon by the drake williams law firm drake whether you've been injured in an accident you're preparing for a future with your estate planning you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family or you're facing criminal charges you need very experienced attorneys and that is what the drake williams law firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vignair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985 386 7600 Tell me, good friend, Blake Ruffino, with AYS sent you on by? All right. Over the weekend, LSU had some pretty damn good success in the NFL draft. They tied for fifth with the most NFL draft picks. Number two. Behind in the SEC behind Georgia and Alabama, which LSU beat Alabama a season ago, if you remember uh, when they had 10 and Georgia had 15. Uh, In case you missed it, B.J. Ojolari was selected in the second round to the Cardinals. Anthony Bradford, who I think went to probably the best fit for him, in the fourth round to Seattle, Jay Ward goes in the fourth round to the Vikings, Jaqueline Roy, fifth round to the Vikings, sixth round, Keyshawn Bouttee. To the Patriots in sixth round Jared Bernard Converse to the Jets. Um, uh, let me just say the two guys that s- signed free agent deals: Ali Gay, Mike Jones Jr., who, hey. hey. who signed with the Falcons, Jare Jenkins to the Jaguars, Micah Baskerville to the Bears, Colby Richardson to the Panthers, and Makai Garner to the Eagles. I, I mentioned this with Carter earlier. Um, you know what's, what's so crazy about all this? I, I've been hearing over the last 24 hours uh, about stars matter. Mr. Blake, stars matter! Interesting. I see a lot of people going around bragging that they hit on 81% of something. Kayshawn Booty fell to the sixth round. He was a former five-star. Eric Gilbert is in Nebraska. Eli Ricks went undrafted. And the best player of the 2020 class was B.J. Ojolari. Then you had an offensive lineman selected, and Anthony Bradford, Jay Ward, goes to the Vikings, and I am the president and CEO of the Jay Ward fan club. Jaqueline Roy to the Vikings, who was also part of that 2020 class. Kayshawn Booty a part of that 2020 class, going to the Patriots in sixth round. If you would have told a lot of people in the beginning of the season, if I would have told uh, you in the beginning of the season last year that Kayshawn Booty would fall to the sixth round, even when he entered his name into the draft, if I would have told you that Kayshawn Booty would have fell to the sixth round, what would you have said? Put it inside the chat. Put it inside the comment right now. What would you have said? A lot of you wouldn't have believed it. But if, let me tell you something. If I'm Cortez Hankton, if I'm Cortez Hankton, I'm going to every receiver that that was on that team last year with Kayshawn and saying, see what happens. See what happens when you don't do what Coach Kelly tells you to do? You see what happens? You know, if I'm Brian Kelly, I'm pushing those buttons in Brian Thomas Jr. And you see? You see? This is what happens when you don't buy in. Then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you got no kids hitting the portal. Rakeem Jarrett, if you remember that 2020 class was committed to LSU, also didn't hit uh, get drafted. Shout out to Ryan C. on YouTube. Guess Bill Belichick going to Pro Days really helped. But if you want to get depressed but also get really happy on how the program is doing, why don't you go and see what LSU has done? Uh, let's go around the SEC very quickly as we leave here uh, tonight. Let me throw this out, okay? The SEC standing, let's let's go around our SEC. We won't be able to get to football tonight, but let's go around our SEC to talk about what happened this weekend. Um, what happened this weekend in the SEC from a baseball perspective? Not what you really thought would have happened. Mississippi State, Loses to Tennessee. They get swept. Razorbacks sweep A&M. Tigers sweep Alabama. Vandy sweeps Kentucky. Gators sweep Missouri. South Carolina loses two of three to your upcoming opponent, Auburn. And Ole Miss gets their first SEC victory of the year, or SEC series victories of the year, beating the Georgia Bulldogs. LSU is leading the West at 15-5, and five, followed by Arkansas, that's 14-7. and seven. Vanderbilt overtakes the number one spot in the East over South Carolina. You know what's interesting? Everybody keeps complaining and, and asking the question, why does LSU continue to remain number one? Mr. Blake, why are they remaining number one? Because Ole Miss got, I mean, Vanderbilt has gotten swept this year. South Carolina has lost two SEC series, one to Vandy. LSU's the only team that remains in the country, I mean, in the SEC, excuse me,
1: that has not
0: lost a weekend series. It's going to be a fun one tomorrow night against our, my, Alabama Southeastern Lions. I'm looking very much to it can't wait to be there. Till then, we will see you guys on Wednesday. No show tomorrow. It's been really fun. We'll be back to our regular schedule It'll be Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh we will be doing shows. So, it's going to be good. And yes, Cody, I do remember it was 1 year ago or yesterday of the Garthquake. Until tomorrow, we'll see you again soon. Peace out, girl scouts.